0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm
1: Peaches. And I'm Czar.
0: All right, so today is an interesting episode. We are doing Tales from the Backlog. I love this segment, and it's interesting for a couple of reasons. First of all, the first time you ever heard Peaches' wonderful voice was actually in a throwback from an uh, episode of Tales from the Backlog. Right, Peaches?
2: Yeah, uh... The crazy thing about that is uh, I was super confused when Zach called me. Um, (laughs) I'm sure you were. (laughs) Because first of all, who calls people anymore? Obviously, just right off the bat.
0: (laughs) Your phone was ringing. You're like, what is that sound?
2: (laughs) 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 Um, But like, second of all, my hearing is just generally bad, especially when like I'm on the phone talking to somebody. And so Zach is like asking me these questions. He's asking me if it's OK if like, you know, they use you guys use the recording of my voice, etc. And I had no idea what I was agreeing to because I didn't actually hear what Zach said. But I was just like, yeah, sure, that's fine.
1: <laughs> ha, verbal contract,
2: bitch. <laughs> You're in now. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you guys got me on that one. But um, and then when I went back and listened to the episode later, I was furious.
0: Octopath Traveler!
2: (laughs) And why? (laughs) Why were you furious, Peaches? Well, as listeners of the show may remember, uh, Mass Effect 2 was one of the games up to be played. I believe it was Mass Effect 2, Octopath Traveler, and and Red Dead Redemption Redemption 2. 2? Yep. Yep. Somehow, in all of that mess, fucking Octopath Traveler (laughs) ends up beating at Mass Effect 2 as the game JP would play from his backlog and i will forever be salty about it <laughs> lol i didn't even finish octopath traveler
0: <laughs> you, you cheated you cheated
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> it's an
0: 80 it's an 80 hour game
1: Yeah, well, you shouldn't have put it on the list. (laughs) And we came to that consensus because, well, we couldn't actually form a consensus, so we had to go back and change the rules to the game itself so that if there was a tie and a split between opinions on what game a certain person should play, then they play the game that didn't get chosen. Exactly. It was just simple math, peaches.
0: We're sorry. (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) We're sorry.
1: We're sorry
2: just hope you guys can live with the fact that JP may never play Mass Effect now because of that. That's
0: honestly true because the backlog's getting bigger and bigger, but that (laughs) is the point of this game. As a little refresher, in Tales from the Backlog, each one of the hosts pick out three games that they have backlogged in total, and they will give a short description of each game and why they backlogged it in the first place. And then the other two hosts have to come to a mutual agreement of which of those three games is going to be the host's next play. Like Czar just alluded to, if we simply cannot agree to disagree, they have to play the game that didn't get voted on in the first place. So. No shenanigans, boys. I know we love shenanigans, but
1: (laughs) we've got backlogs to get through. How great would it be if one of us phoned Zach for his opinion? Ooh, man. Really just send things full circle.
0: Oh, if it gets to it, it'd be so funny to call Zach. That's a great idea,
2: actually. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, we'll see if it comes to that, but today's order is going to be Czar and then Peaches, and then yours truly. So, Zar, without further ado, get into the list. Let's talk about the games.
1: All righty. The first game that is haunting my backlog is Outlast 2. You haven't played Outlast 2? Oh, I've, I've played a little bit of it. i played about three to four hours of it, but kind of put it down from there. Not sure why as many of these backlog games go. I, I tend to start them and then never finish them. But that's what's great about this segment is because I'll be able to finish one of them. To start off, I bought Outlast 2 a few years ago because, well, it's obviously a fantastic horror game. I mean, come on. Outlast was
0: revolutionary in the horror genre, man. I mean, that game was a big deal.
1: Oh, yeah. No, Red Barrels really killed it, knocked it out of the park with this horror genre. It is terrifying. Fantastic horror game, one reason I got it. But also, my roommate at the time had just finished it and thought it would be hilarious to watch me poop myself because of how scary this game is, as we alluded to. For those that don't enjoy frequent panic attacks, (laughs) Outlast 2 is where players will take on the role of a loving, albeit useless, husband named Blake in search of his wife, Lynn. With the opening scene, the married investigative journalists get separated in a helicopter crash somewhere in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Arizona. Not a fun place to be, let me tell you. On their way to Arizona, they were researching information about the murder of a pregnant teenager, being somehow related to possible cult activity. Well, it turns out their lead was right, because a religious cult does have murderous influence in the area, and they are led by a sadistic son of a bitch known as Preacher Papa Noth. Now, I'm not even going to go into details about what makes this villain extra grotesque because it's not exactly in SFW. But I will tell you that Papa Noth makes finding Lynn a bit more than obvious, yet really complicates getting to her. I mean, I'll let you guys guess on where she could be. She's either in the creepy dilapidated chapel, at home listening to the Game T podcast, or sitting on the beach in the Bahamas. And I'll give you a hint, she's not in the Bahamas.
2: Oh, good, we got another fan. Yeah, all
1: right! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Sadly, she is not a Game T podcast fan, but she oh, damn boom. well should be.
2: All uh, right, yeah, she, this game's <laughs> already out. I don't know. It's over. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> done. <laughs> no,
1: no, never playing this game. Not a fan of the Game <laughs> T podcast. Done. Anywho, so Lynn is actually less than safe in the hands of the cultists. So now you know where she is. But how do you get to her? Well, the answer, my friends, unfortunately, is Stealth. Oh, you hate stealth.
0: That's why this has been backlogged, because you have no fight mechanics. It's stealth. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's that's probably, that that is definitely a really big reason of why I did not struggle through this game. Although I did end up beating the very first Outlast with a group of my old roommates when we lived together back in college. But, you know, we fought as a team, and then the biggest roommate, Jaeger, discovered that he could just charge at the monsters and they were so confused about the small scrawny protagonist rushing them that they would never attack us. Noddy! <laughs> 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 was that the real
0: reason why you backlogged Outlast 2 was because of the sneaking mechanics?
1: Yes and no. Um, Definitely heavy on the sneaking mechanics, which I really don't like. But also I really like sharing a group experience of a horror game mm. or really any deeply narrative, beautiful, and story-driven game, I like to share that in a group. Hence why I kind of had a YouTube channel, you know? I mean, I know it's still me just recording in a room by myself, but it's the shared reaction of an experience that I love with horror games. But yeah, so that's that's kind of why I backlogged it, um... And yeah, what else is there to say other than you can't kill the monsters? Unfortunately, the protagonist has negative five useful skills when it comes to survival. So (laughs) And the
0: worst battery finding skills ever. Why are all these batteries like a quarter of the way uh, full still?
1: Not only that, but why the hell are there even batteries there? There's not a single electrical device in the whole fucking village. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: pitchforks. Battery-powered like,
1: pitchfork. <laughs> don't even get me started on the fact that there are sharp instruments littered throughout every inch of the area where you will traverse. And your guy's just like, no, I'll stick with my camera. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need a sharp sickle or pitchfork or even a lit torch to my aid. Yeah, that sounds about right. But that really
0: is what make Outlast makes Outlast special is the fact that you don't have a way to fight back. It it really I know that it it doesn't make sense in the world, but
1: but that's what makes it more relatable, because, you know, throw yourself into this situation. You wouldn't be that useful either. And so, I mean, I think it's rather generous that this game gives you a camera with a night vision option. And an easily concealable body type. I mean, it's pretty damn easy to hide. And apparently if you just crouch in some grass that's like chin high, nobody's going to see you. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? (laughs) But yeah, so overall, general simplistic synopsis of this game. You videotape the scary shit. You hide in barrels of piss and hope to hell that nobody sees you. You're not fast, you're not strong, okay? You're just scared and alone, and it's stressful. It's just so stressful.
2: And apparently, they're not a fan of the Game podcast, which is a pretty big downside to go with all those other things as well. Well spoken, well said. Zero out of (laughs) ten. Zero out of (laughs) ten!
1: But yeah, so that's, that's Outlast. What else you got? All right, so in the era of this segment that we do here... Uh, since we've only done it once, the last thing that we do before we move on to the second option of games is we go over the meta score and user score taken from Metacritic.com. Oh, I forgot that was a part of this. <laughs> yep. Yep. We get to look up the score. So we have like a numerical comparison on the games that we're choosing, but we're not getting into any of the comments. We're just leaving it at the score and moving on because that's an entirely different segment. Yes, it is. So the Metacritic score given to Outlast 2 was a pretty solid 77 with a user score being a not so solid 6.6.
0: Eh, yeah, but I mean, they were probably comparing it more to the first game and it's like, I'd agree that Outlast 2 isn't as good as Outlast 1 because I have played both,
1: but eh, that is a little low. Yeah, I did say we weren't going to get into any of the comments, but I was curious about the the really low rating, comparatively, from users to paid critics. Yeah. And much of what you just said, JP, is the main complaints, is they're comparing it to the first game, and it's like a copy and paste of the first game, and it it just gets really tedious by the end, and there's not enough new aspects to make it interesting. Which I I kind of get, but I mean, it's... Oh sequel in a horror game franchise that of a studio that's still kind of early on. So I'll give it its fair shakes. All right. What do you got next? So next game on my list is Resident Evil 2, the remake.
0: You haven't played the remake? You're the what? Yeah. You're the biggest Resident Evil fan I
1: know. I have played the remake. I, I own both two and three remakes. But... And, and I'll kind of get into this in a second because um, I'm going to keep the Resident Evil one short because I feel like at this point, I don't really need to explain why I picked up this game. I mean, just simply, I'm a huge fan of the series for most of my life, and it's a uh-huh. fantastic remake that was good enough to be nominated for Game of the Year. So I suppose we'll just leave it at that. It, it is. It's I've played this, too. Fantastic. And so that that brings me into my experience with this game and I, if if you have played the game and you know anything about the Resident Evil franchise, um, there are multiple stories that you play as. And alongside the main character, the main front and center character, there's always a supporting partner character that has a set of story to go on. And in this case, the front and center character, players will be taking on the role of Leon S. Kennedy. And what happens on his first day of of being a police officer in Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. After you beat Leon's campaign, you unlock Claire's campaign. Claire Redfield, as many of the fans of the Resident Evil series would know, is the little sister of the main protagonist from the very first game, Chris Redfield. So that's that's already pretty cool and already pretty canical. And yeah, what's there? what's there to say more about the description of Resident Evil other than it's a fantastically polished beautiful third person over the camera or third person over the shoulder horror game with a lot of gunplay inventory management and really was the cusp of what it meant to be a survival horror game so like i said before i played through beat leon's story Got about halfway through Claire's story and put it down and didn't even make it past the two extra unlockable stories past when you beat the main characters originally Mm -hmm. is their extended story to actually finish the game, which is possibly a reason I put the game down because of how tedious it is to beat the game four different times just to see the whole story.
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm not getting a very good case to make this the game, but I also haven't heard the last one yet or the critic score. So
1: that's that's very true. Um, this game, although uh, I have not said too much about it today, is very important to me and should and deserves to be on this list because of my innate fascination and obsession with the Resident Evil series like your reaction to me not beating this game was like, what? How? Yeah, exactly. You are the expert. So yeah, I really, I need to go back to this game and, well, maybe you guys will pick it. Anywho, the Metacritic score for Resident Evil 2 Remake on the Xbox One, I should specifically add because for whatever reason, it's different across PC and PlayStation. Anywho, the Metacritic score is 93 with a user score of 8. 8- Point six, so pretty solid game oh, right wow. there.
0: Yeah, that is good.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty heavy hitting game. Anywho, moving on to the last title on my list for Tales of the Backlog is Castlevania Lords of Shadow Two. You guys may find this a little bit familiar because avid listeners will notice that this game was actually on my list the first time from Tales of the Backlog. Or more specifically, the prequel to this game, Lords of Shadow One.
2: Uh huh. Look, if you're trying to sway the opinion of the court, I'm letting you know right now, it's not working. I will <laughs> stay unbiased on all three of these games.
1: Order. Oh God, please do. I don't. I don't want this last one picked. <laughs> There's a reason why it, it came up twice. Then why'd you put it in here? <laughs> I I started it because it was a, a free games with gold before the the first game. Not the second, never finished it, went on Tales from the Backlog, and JP and Zach chose that for me to play next. So I beat it, jumped into the second game, which I incidentally got for free with Xbox Games with Gold. Okay. So whole series for free, which is nice. That's nice. But I never made it more than like an hour and a half into it because it was so tedious and very dated. In this fully 3D sequel to a Castlevania reboot, players take on the role of Dracula himself, who wakes up about a thousand years after the first game took place. And yep, the player starts the game exactly where they ended the first game, but much like a character left AFK, Dracula has also been sitting for a thousand years, starving himself and brooding over things he can't change. Interesting. So... What prompts this perfect image of an angsty teenager to get up off his ass? Well, apparently Satan is back and rather pissed off that you whooped his ass in the first game, and bring which brings us to the classic action-adventure formula that they present to us. Mm-hmm. From basically starting with a starved bitch-boy Dracula and eating your way across a modern landscape to build yourself up to be a badass... I mean we we've, we've seen this formula before. We've seen a lot of platforming mixed with fixed camera angles in the like late 2000s kind of dwindling into the 2010s, which this game came out in like 2014 or something, so it feels really dated for the year that it actually came out. Aside from that, this game boasts an open world comparatively to the first game, which just means that there's an underground sewer system that takes you to different sections of your castle as well as the rest of the city, Mm -hmm. but provides you no useful map or fast travel options so you don't really know where the fuck you're actually going. Oh, that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah, no, it's super frustrating, and it sucks. All of those annoyances aside, the brief time I played it, I thought it was fun. I mean, the story's compelling. I finished the first story, loved that. And it's always fun to see the plethora of grotesque monsters packed into the Castlevania franchise. Absolutely. They they do classic Frankenstein monster movie lore pretty well. All right. What about the Metacritic score? Well... Unfortunately, we have, I guess, not as low a score as the first game, but for a critic score, we have a 70 and a user score. We have a 7.8. Yeah, kind of mediocre, but not bad. Like I said, a lot of fun backlogged because there were better things.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, so it's time to get into the discussion of which one of these games are should play next. So Peaches, I want you to take the first word on what you're thinking here, because to me,
2: the obvious there's an obvious choice, but I want to hear what you think. All right, well, let's just get the you know elephant in the room out of the way. I think Star fucking hates Castlevania: Lords of Shadow too, huh?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> it really sounds like he
2: does. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead and eliminate that one out of hand. Um, okay, good choice. I was thinking of the exact same thing. But I think
0: these last two games between Outlast 2 and Resident Evil 2 are gonna yield a pretty good con- uh, conversation.
2: So what do you think about that? There's one thing that stuck out to me and when uh, the Outlast 2 conversation was going on where you guys said it's essentially a rehash of the first outlast game. And to me, that typically means you know it's not treading any new ground, it doesn't really stand as a game on its own without looking at the predecessor and so for that reason i would go look at resident evil 2 remake as tons of people like are really excited about that game and i mean you guys said it it was nominated for some uh, game of the year awards so i feel like that's the standout contender here among these three games yeah you know i don't want to
1: sway any opinion either way but I have been waiting to actually even start Resident Evil 3's remake until I beat Resident Evil 2, and have recently been co oping Resident Evil 5 with a buddy of Yeah, mine. well, that sounds so, like a
0: you problem, are, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you.
1: <laughs> sounds like a me having a great time.
0: I'm biased in this because I, at first I really wanted it to be Outlast 2, and obviously I want good conversation for the podcast, but... If I were to make a case for Outlast 2, it would be this out the the Outlast series in general is very influential on the horror genre and added a lot of mechanics that are used in like more modern horror games. I've noticed, but that exact same argument could be applied to Resident Evil and in fact probably applies more to Resident Evil. So, you know, even though like I want to say Outlast 2 because I enjoyed that game, I also really enjoyed Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's one of Zar's favorite series. I can't believe he haven't played it. He hasn't played it yet. So, you know, I hate to say it, but I am also going with Resident Evil
1: 2 remake.
2: This feels like it was too easy. Uh, can we add some controversy in here? Zar smells.
1: <laughs> Somebody give Zack a call.
0: No, Zach doesn't get an opinion. He's not he hasn't heard of any of these games.
2: <laughs> give Zack a call to <laughs> also get him to agree.
0: Zach would be like ring-a-ding-ding. Hello? What are the three options? Tell him to play World of Warcraft. Click!
2: That's literally how the conversation will go.
0: Alright, Zar. Um, I know. I kind of wanted more conflict there too, but I mean I simply can't disagree with you there, Peaches. It's gotta be Resident Evil 2.
1: Well, when you when you know, you know. I'm okay with that. Guess I'll be playing <laughs> Resident Evil 2 next.
0: Dude, you're gonna enjoy it. I just I mean, it was like a year ago when I played it, but it was a lot of fun. That Titan. Well, yeah, like in I, HD. Oh Like I
1: said, I beat I beat Leon's campaign. Uh, his first campaign and got partly into Claire's, but never got the extended director's cut special story. Well, there you go.
0: That was the only other thing that was holding me back from choosing Resident Evil Is I'm like, he's played it just not with like the super extended secret shortcut thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but to that to that extent I also like 100%ed Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City where you play as the Umbrella agents who caused the zombie outbreak. So I mean, I already know everything that's happening behind the scenes with all of the bonus story that they include.
0: Exactly. And that was part of why I almost wanted to give it to Outlast. It's like, how much more is he really going to get out of playing Resident Evil 2 the remake? But honestly, the answer is a good amount. So I'm confident giving you that.
1: I like to shoot the monsters and not film the monsters, which I guess is also considered
2: shooting. It was a monster match. Zarr was quietly pulling the strings from the shadows so that we would end up picking Resident Evil 2 Remake. Played like a damn fiddle. (laughs) With
1: very little conflict.
2: Yes, the puppet master. Peaches! Peaches, my man. I believe it is your turn. So, for my tales from the backlog, um, the first game on the list only recently got backlogged as I purchased it because it was on sale like uh, about three weeks ago. The game is called Spirit Spiritfarer from Thunder oh. Lotus Games. Spirit Spiritfarer, I just took the description from the Steam store. It is a cozy management game about dying. You play as Fairy Master Stella to ferry the deceased to the afterlife. You build your boat, explore the world, befriend and care for spirits before releasing them into the afterlife. Yeah. Farm, mine, fish, harvest, cook, and craft your way across mystical seas. That sounds heavenly! Oh. Me and Czar actually were talking about it uh, before we started recording. Like, I heard about this game initially from a game reviewer that we're both interested in zero punctuation. And I bought it off of his recommendation. And I mean, I meant to play it right away, but it got backlogged pretty quick because. You know, I'm just playing the games that I have played for a very long time. So that's so that's really the only reason why
1: it got backlog is just more things like took precedent or. I mean, what's there to say about things getting backlogged? <laughs> We've all experienced it. Things just one thing comes to another and things get thrown on the back burner. Not necessarily that you hated the game. You just kind of found something else to waste your time on for a
2: while. Eh, you know what? That's fair. I expected to play this game right away, but I just like, you know, you get to your computer and you you launch it up and you're like, Oh, well I got this new game or I could just keep playing rocket league. (laughs) (laughs) Or
1: I could just say, fuck all that nonsense and keep playing rocket
2: league. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On to the uh, review scores. Uh, Metacritic gave this a 82 uh, critic review and a 8.1 for the user review and something that i found notable while i was looking at it is that there was very few reviews for this game like there was a total of 16 critic reviews and a total of 21 user reviews wow that is not a lot yeah so i mean like it it kind of works both ways for it so like a few positive reviews go a long way but a few negative reviews also go a long way in affecting that score
0: interesting stuff that is wild
2: but, yeah, I mean, I don't got much else to say on that. Uh, have anything else said before I move on to the next game? Spiritfarer
0: is a very interesting game, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, It caught my eye during one of Nintendo's directs, and I thought that of all the games in that direct, that's one of the ones that definitely stuck out to me as something that I would personally play. And in those regards, I actually see where you and I kind of have overlap in some more of those like indie, like more out there type titles, something that Zara or especially Zach would never get into. It's something I've got in common with you, though
2: honestly like this game when i was looking at it it gave me uh stardew valley vibes like just from like the general play style of the game yeah <laughs> 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 you know looking at it, it that's kind of what initially struck my interest but you know the all the whole idea about the game you know like you are burying spirits to the afterlife kind of is just an interesting concept as a storytelling device and i was curious to see where it went and it- Certainly. Got backlogged right away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got next? Uh, next up, this one is uh, definitely not even close to in the same vein as that one. This one is uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, huh? Ooh, that's kind of an old one. Yep, that's way back in 2014. Um, no, it hasn't been that long already, has it? Oh, buddy. Oh, I'm I, I hate to be the one to tell you.
0: No, I just remember. Whoa. I just remembered seeing this come out. No.
2: Now hold on. This okay? Maybe this isn't as bad. They did recently release Shadow of War. I want to say two or three years ago. Okay. So I mean that could be the confusion here because they're very close titles.
0: No, but- no, it's not <laughs> even that. Because I remember when I was in college with Czar and this first came out. I remember his roommate playing it. I remember. That felt like just yesterday.
1: (laughs) uh, Our dorm was all about
2: that shadow of Mordor. Uh, I hate to be the one giving you the wake up call.
1: Do you?
0: Do you though? I mean. I mean.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Just keep going with your (laughs) stupid thing. (laughs) All right. So uh, just going to keep doing descriptions from the Steam store here. So you fight through Mordor and uncover the truth of the spirit that compels you. Discover the origins of the Rings of Power, build your legend, and ultimately confront the evil of Sauron and this new chronicle of Middle-earth. Kinda what happened on this game is this game came out as I started shifting more towards PC gaming. Like, I had already been playing League of Legends for a couple years, so I was pretty deep into PC gaming in that way. But I still went to my console for games like this, and I mean, I started it on Xbox One, and eventually just tabled it and never got back to it because I ended up playing League of Legends for far too many hours. That makes sense. And I rebought it on Steam Sale. <laughs> I rebought it on Steam Sale two or three years ago. And I used the excuse oh, well, I want to play this game on a controller, so I'm not going to play it until I have a controller to play it on. And uh, I've had a controller for. About a year and a half now, and I still haven't gone back to it. I'm
0: sick of you and your lies,
2: peaches. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys got anything else to add before I get to the review scores, any thoughts so far? Not really. I've heard that this is a really good game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what drew me to it initially, is I love Lord of the Rings. I mean, I, I will never compete with any like huge Lord of the Rings fans on knowing things, because those people have read the books, watched the movies, read like the extra book, Silmarillion and I am not going to mess with those people but I love Lord of the Rings as a movie fan Mm -hmm. and I maybe one day I'll read the books and get into that arena but for now I love the movies and that's what initially drew the interest in this game because the the universe of Middle Earth is incredible.
1: Absolutely. They're called elves (laughs) with a V not elves (laughs) (laughs)
0: Santa's
2: house. It's like
0: thank
1: you! (laughs)
2: yeah someone out there is really glad you made the distinction anywho the reviews for this game it's got an 84 on uh, metacritic with the 84 as the critic score and a 7.9 user score so a bit of a differentiation there actually that's not terrible that's all that's not terrible
0: at all that's and you know what actually from what we've seen from doing this time and time again is like the more consistent the user score is with, like, the critic score, you've got, like, a, a higher chance that it's going to be a better quality game, in my opinion. Just something I've noticed from us yelling at Metacritic for hours on end.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not as, as big of a discrepancy as you'd see in some other more controversial games. Like, I think Last of Us 2 had a pretty big issue with Metacritic for a while, and I think that's sort of evening oh, out now. yeah. Oh yeah, We don't got to get into that right now, but yeah, it definitely could be worse. All right, what's the final guy? All right, the uh, last one is a bit of an old classic. Uh, it is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. Way back in 2005, that game was released. Ooh, yeah. Five years after the events... Of Knights of the Old Republic, the Sith Lords have hunted the Jedi to the edge of extinction. And a little personal side note there, that seems to happen frequently in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, no kidding! Um, It's like every (laughs) thousand years or so! (laughs) They've hunted them to the edge uh, edge of extinction and are on the verge of crushing the Old Republic. With the Jedi Order in ruin, the Republic's only hope is a lone struggling Jedi to reconnect with the Force. As this Jedi, you will be faced with the galaxy's most dire decision. Follow the light side or succumb to the dark. I initially played this game when I beat Knights of the Old Republic a few years ago. And I don't know what happened. I love Knights of the Old Republic 1. I played that until I beat it to like a- about as completion as I could be because I- I'm a little baby and I can never do like the dark side choices. So I, I completed it in the sense that I did everything I could that I could do while being like on the white well, side. While being
0: a light side user, you know <laughs> yeah. what, I understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, I was as completionless as, as I could be with Knights of the Old Republic 1. And I immediately came to this game and I don't know what happened, but I just, I played for like, I want to say two hours and I was like, that's all for me. And then I never came back to it. Interesting. Okay, you've got quite a really good list here. I'm excited to debate about this one. And uh, one thing I thought was interesting, real quick note for Knights of the Old Republic 2, apparently, uh, so Knights of the Old Republic 1 was made by Bioware, while Knights of the Old Republic 2, apparently it was made by Obsidian, who, you know, you'll know from like Fallout, New Vegas, and The Outer Worlds. And Grounded. Oh, that's are grounded. Four other new games
1: this year. (laughs) I never realized that.
2: Yeah, I, I was surprised when I was doing research on this game that, like, they switched developers for the sequel. I don't know. I was pretty surprised. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. All right. What about the Metacritic score? Uh, so for the Metacritic score, we got a 85 as the Critic score and uh, 8.5 as the User score, funnily enough.
0: Ooh. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, I, that's a, it's as clean as it gets. All right, JP, what are you, what are you thinking
1: on, on games that Peaches should play? Oh, this this really is a hard
0: list. He's got a lot of really good stuff here. And I think, in my mind, part of what's making it challenging is, like, I almost, with Tales of the Backlog, even though I know this isn't how you're supposed to judge it, go, like, the instinctively, I'm like, okay, well, which one of these is the oldest game? But, which would be Knights of the Old Republic, too, in this case. But, like, I'm gonna be honest I'm leaning more towards spirit Spiritfarer in this case. Really? Yeah, I am. The reason being is like Knights of the Old Republic 2. Look, I don't know much about the Knights of the Old Republic series yet, but I have heard, generally speaking, people have enjoyed the first one much more than they did the second. So, you know, I feel like he's not missing out on a whole lot with Knights of the Old Republic 2 in that sense. Again, I might be completely wrong about that, but what I do know for a fact is that Spiritfarer also caters to his tastes in a pretty profound way, and he's right. If he did like games like Stardew Valley, this is going to speak to him on that different kind of level. I almost feel like, you know, Spiritfarer is going to give you more of that, like, emotional type of journey that sometimes you can be looking for, and that's why I'd rather see Spiritfarer over Knights of the Old Republic 2. And middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor is a great choice on that list, too. But I, you know, spirit fair. Well, we got some discussion here. Oh, OK. <laughs> I figured we would. I know that's not a popular opinion. What are you thinking?
1: So I agree with your stance on Knights of the Old Republic 2. Um, yes and no. It's a game that you wouldn't be missing out on a lot if you played the first but didn't play the second because... Yeah, truthfully, you are missing out on a lot. The second game was phenomenal. Was it exactly like the first game? Well, obviously not with how Peaches just said that it was done by a different game developer. Mm-hmm. But it at the same time, like it is so engrossing and it just builds on everything that made the first game incredible. However, I still don't think that it should necessarily be picked for Tales from the Backlog, considering all of the surging rumors from this year and the previous year about a remaster of the first and second KOTORs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might get a revamped experience with the KOTORs in the near future. So I think we can table that. However, I my vote is for Shadow of Mordor because really? that game, if you like the Lord of the Rings and you are engrossed with beyond the Hobbit culture of the series like this game is for you this game is so deep into Mordor you are basically in the ass end of a troll and it is so much fun between the RPG elements of leveling up your character to literally materialize 40 feet ahead of him to choke out an orc only to disappear and go kill three more within like 5 seconds. Well, peaches, it looks like you're playing Octopath Traveler.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no no you son of a bitch, that's never happening ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: looks okay. like you got to buy and play Octopath Traveler.
0: <laughs> so, that is a good point. Let me ask you this,
2: peaches. Are you a huge fan of RPG elements? I mean, I, a huge fan, I get, like, most of the games that I play are that aren't competitive games are generally RPGs. Well, I guess that's not even necessarily true. Um, but, yeah, I tend to uh, favor, like, like a customizable, like, RPG experience, yeah.
0: So, here's a question, and based on your answer, I'll probably cater, like, which one I think you should go with, and I'll debate some more with Zar. What is the rest of your gaming lineup looking like right now? What are a couple of your other games?
2: Okay, so things that I'm in the middle of, well, I started up another playthrough on Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. Um, I am playing World of Warcraft a smidgen, like not a ton. I mean, I I, I think I kind of burned myself out on that. And, uh, you know, Zach is way ahead of me now, so oh, no yeah. catching up to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, how it goes. But actually, what I've been playing the most uh, recently has been Minecraft and Rocket League. Minecraft too, huh? Yeah, I, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. I got some buddies going on Minecraft, and we uh, got a little little Minecraft realm. It's a fun time.
1: I don't know where you're going with that question, JP, but that doesn't really help me make my decision. <laughs>
0: what I was going—that's what I was going for—is when I'm playing a variety of games. What I like is you know, well, variety. What I was seeing is like, what else is he playing right now? Like, based on what he's playing, would it make more sense for him to have a, you know, like if he were in the middle of fighting games all the time, would it make more sense to give him an option where he has a chance to veg out with Spiritfarer? Or if he's playing things that are more calm, would it make sense to give him something a little more edgy and fun like Shadow of Mordor? And the truth is, he's got a really even palette right now. You know, like that didn't help me at all either. Glass of plain water here. Although, if you're suggesting that you're playing more of Minecraft and more of Rocket League, I would prop- my needle would probably tip over to Middle Earth. I'd probably be okay with letting you do that next.
1: Czar, any thoughts? I I agree. I'm still sticking with Middle Earth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really he's switching like the Spiritfarer. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse Uno, bitch. but no i i really like the notion especially when you're playing a game like minecraft or rocket league having a nice outlet for a story option so you know you can go start to finish from this game and it's not just endless cycles of the same thing over and over
0: czar you got resident evil Two remake peaches you've got middle earth shadow of mordor it's jp's turn all right a little bit like Czar, I also have a theme on my list, and I'm going to see if you guys can see what it is. So, fun story. I bought all three of these games from gift card money. That's. Do you remember that surgery that I got back in December? All of our listeners will uh, remember. Oh, um, yeah. My bandmates surprised me one night by giving me $100 to use on video games. Right? And that night, I spent it on Cyberpunk... And I also spent it on two other games that are on this list. And then I've got one more game that I bought from a sale. So shout out to my bandmates. Those guys are awesome.
2: Um, yeah. can, shout out to the bandmates. But also, can I go ahead and just pick Cyberpunk? i
0: played Cyberpunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do it again. <laughs> what, do we, what do you mean? This... Fuck, you're right. Game over. Roll the
0: credits. <laughs> <Loss>. <laughs> okay. So first game on this
2: list is Ghost of Tsushima. After all of your hype. Wow. you know JP, oh my gosh. I remember talking to you about this game. Oh my gosh. Right when this game came out, I was playing this and talking to you. And I can't even remember what you were in the middle of.
0: Okay, so here's the funny thing. My uh, younger brother adores this game. And almost every day, he's like, Hey, what are you going to play Ghost of Tsushima? And I always (laughs) look at him and I put my hand up and I go, I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) every day well it's time to live up to that so no i have yes it's a playstation 4 exclusive known as probably one of the strongest in the series but no i have not played ghost of tsushima so real quick synopsis ghost of tsushima is an action adventure stealth game played from a third person perspective the game features a large open world with what or without waypoints which can be explored without guidance players can travel to different parts of the world on horseback An item that acts as a grappling hook is available to access difficult-to-reach areas. The game features side quests and non-playable characters with which the player can interact. So, look, Ghost of Tsushima is just another addition to the amazing PlayStation lineup of amazing exclusives if you like samurai you're gonna like this game if you like stealth you're gonna like this game if you love a beautiful world a good story amazing characters you're gonna love this game and the worst part is i know these things and i
1: don't know why it just keeps getting shoved to the backlog you know how it goes I seriously don't understand how this game is on your backlog, especially considering we voted for it in several categories in the game awards.
0: You're absolutely and you right. you hyped
1: it up while playing it several times. Like, how far did you make it into the game? An hour. Oh.
0: <laughs> An hour. Listen, okay. Truth be told, I did hype it up more off of, like, the recommendations of Friends. And that hour, I'm going to, look in fairness to me that hour is very revealing of like how beautiful the world is didn't get much into the story but like i could tell it was going to be magical and then for one reason or
2: another i just put it off all right so real quick um i i gotta be honest i think the story of ghost of tsushima is it's it's a weaker story generally speaking but it doesn't really matter because like the, the story of the game is just kind of what gets you going like it's really like the gameplay and like the fun of it that keeps you engaged in it and also okay. I, I do know why you did not play this game when it came out it's because all of you dorks were playing Paper Mario
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah now I remember I haven't finished that either
2: no regrets <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: favor mario (laughs) that was a good game i should finish that oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so ghost of tsushima doesn't need much more of an introduction um metascore or metacritic gave it a critic score of 83 and a user score of a 9.2 it's a really solid game guys and i mean all of the games on this list are super solid i'd be very excited to play any of them um any questions before i move
2: on yeah do you remember when I told you to play Ghost of Tsushima. We were talking in Discord, and I was like, hey, you should play Ghost of Tsushima. And you're like, I'm going to play Paper Mario instead forever.
0: Are you just going to hold that over my head, like, forever?
2: I mean, I might.
0: You hold a lot of grudges, Peaches.
2: (laughs) I'll stand behind your
1: decision, though, JP, because that was a game-tease playthrough of all three of us.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not often that we all agree on a game we want to play. That's I honestly, honestly, that's probably why it got backlogged. Peach is I, one of
1: us. One of us. Google Play gobble, our gobble,
2: gobble. I am extremely surprised that Paper Mario ended up being a Czar game from like all of the games that I hear about him playing. Paper Mario ended up being one of... Paper Mario and the
0: Origami King was
1: fantastic. Czar's got a very soft spot for Nintendo games, especially old ones. <laughs> I used to love the paper mario series
0: all right are you guys ready for the next game ready give it to me all right so the the next two games are ones that i bought alongside cyberpunk with the money that my bandmates gave me shout out to my bandmates the first one of those is uh doom eternal
1: oh naturally okay okay
0: so, uh, yeah, it's uh, just another game that I have not had an opportunity to play yet. What is it that I can say about Doom Eternal? It got robbed at the Game Awards. Yeah, It didn't win a single award at the Game Awards. It didn't win a single award. And that's ridiculous because I don't think it should have won Game of the Year by any oh, means. But God, no. Best soundtrack, but something, though. Yeah, the soundtrack. Like... I don't need to have played Doom Eternal to know that the soundtrack was probably so lit.
2: That's like the big draw to... <laughs> that's, I, I feel like that's a huge draw to Doom Eternal, is how great the soundtrack makes you feel while you're just slaughtering demons. Oh, yeah. it's When parents talk about video
0: games their kids shouldn't be playing, they're talking about Doom, baby. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I recently beat Doom Eternal, and it is... Mm. Just a masterpiece of the game. It really is. So Doom Eternal, first person shooter. You're in hell as
0: a uh, Doom guy going through going through hordes of demons, this, that and the other thing. Heavy metal music, blood, gore, guns, all the good stuff. Is there a story? Yes. Does anyone know what that story is? No. Does it matter? <laughs> hell
1: no. It's hard to beat a game that gives you a passive weapon as a chainsaw. No kidding, Gears of War, or not Gears of
0: War, uh, yeah, Gears of War! Gears of War didn't even pull that off as well.
1: No, in Doom Eternal, it's literally like, oh, you need some ammo? Use some of your chainsaw fuel to go hack a guy to pieces, and he explodes into ammo.
0: Exactly. So, this takes place after the events of the 2016 game. If it helps at all, I did play and beat the 2016 Doom. Loved it, thought it was fantastic. Fantastic. There's really not much else I can say about Doom Eternal because, I mean, it's Doom Eternal. Like I said, the story's not really there. People don't play Doom for the story. They play it for the amazing gameplay and for just feeling like a badass.
1: Couldn't agree more.
0: Exactly. So we've got a Metacritic score of 87 from the critics and an 86 from the users. So that is incredibly consistent. And like I said earlier, I feel like that's a testament to how the game is. But obviously, I will let you guys be the judge of that. So before I move on, do you have any questions? I know I didn't give much of an explanation, but what else can I really say about Doom Eternal?
1: I, I think I think you're just
2: in your brief
1: definition.
2: It, I mean, I guess the only thing I can say is uh, you might be able to go back and play Cyberpunk again. Who knows?
1: What, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or maybe I can get
2: back into Octopath Traveler. Wait, okay, no, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Maybe you should just move on to the next game. Maybe I should. Or I could go back to Octopath Traveler. The, I'm just well, saying there's, well, I'm just well, saying there's well.
0: options. I'm just saying there's <laughs>
2: options. There's options.
1: <laughs> I'm slamming the vote button for Octopath Traveler. Right you can see it.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's see if you guys can identify the theme of my list after this next game. Um, once again, I bought this with the money from my bandmates. It is Hades.
1: Oh. Things that were nominated in the Game Awards this year.
0: Yes, they were the three <laughs> games. Yep, that's it. The three games that were nominated in the Game Awards that I did not play. Because obviously I played The Last of Us Part 2, as you could tell from my two-hour rant about how everybody's stupid. Um, <laughs> you guys thought my
1: stonks lecture was boring.
2: <laughs>
0: Oof. Oof. Oh, no, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. And yeah, I played Final Fantasy 7 R and Animal Crossing. I played Animal Crossing. You know, I love it, Animal Crossing. But yeah, d- yep. but the other three I did not play. And that is the theme of my list is like the leftovers from the 2020 Game Awards. All right. So what is Hades? Hades is a roguelike action RPG video game developed by Supergiant last year. Um, you control a player named Zagreus. Zagreus? I don't know. He's the Prince of the Underworld, who's trying to escape the realm to get away from his or dispassionate father, Hades, and reach Mount Olympus. His quest is supported by the other Olympians, who grant him gifts to fight the beings that protect the exit from the Underworld. He is also helped on his quest by notorious residents of the Underworld, such as Sisyphus, Eurydice, or Patroclus. God damn it. Fucking Greek
2: mythology. Those Greek, yeah, those Greek names will never be easy to read, yeah, buddy, Jesus don't worry.
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> the game features four biomes, or locales in the underworld. Okay, so Hades, if you've ever heard me talk about the game Dead Cells, has a lot of the same premise of that game in that, you know, it's a roguelike where you're jumping around and you're running around, uh, although Dead Cells is more of a side-scroller. But the premise is when you die, you know, you get as far as you possibly can, Right? and you acquire better weapons and better moves every time. Um, But if you die, you return to the start with none of your loot anymore, and you just kind of keep going until you can actually get through the underworld. Again, Hades was one of the games that was nominated as the Game Awards. In fact, of all the games that were nominated, like, if there was anything that people were the most mad didn't win, I'd probably say I I saw it come from Hades. It's just, people absolutely adored this game.
1: Didn't it win, uh indie game of the year and wasn't it actually on the docket for overall game of the year like wasn't nope. this the very first time it was definitely
2: that- it was definitely nominated for game of the year and i can't imagine anything beat it for indie game of the year
0: so yeah that's the thing is that like un- unlike doom eternal which didn't win any awards um ghost of Tsushima won a few things too but hades i believe did get a they definitely got a little bit of credit. Let's see if I can find it real quick here. Hades won the best indie, but so which is one award. They also won the best action game that year. So it does have credibility to its name there. And yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say about it for now. Obviously, I haven't even started this one, so I don't know too much about it. What's the the
1: Metacritic score?
0: Alright, so on Metacritic uh, Hades has a user score of 8.9 and a critic score of 93. Again, not too wow. bad and both of those are fantastic to be honest. So there you go boys, you've got Doom Eternal, you've got Hades, you've got Ghost of Tsushima Fight! <laughs> Fight. Fight! Come here! All right. Get over so, here! So, if- Octopath Traveler?
1: <laughs> uh? Octopath Traveler
2: Octopath Traveler it is! You know, maybe it wasn't such a good idea for me to join the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my blood I've pressure has so. risen quite <laughs> substantially since coming here. I've never felt so attacked in my life. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, a game that's been on my mind a lot recently is Castle Crashers. And so my pick is for the game that's most like Castle Crashers, Hades. In the loosest of terms, it's like Castle Crashers. What the fuck no. is Castle Crashers?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't know what Castle Crashers is? No, what's Castle Crashers? <laughs> Only the best... Like, the best... Um, God, was it a Newgrounds game?
2: Like yeah, I think so. Or, Newgrounds
1: uh, Beha- Behemoth Game Studios. Yep, yep that's right. Yeah, it's, it's just a four-person side-scrolling beat-em-up where you play as like medieval knights in redonkulous rid- scenarios, trying to rescue princesses and then fighting with your co-op po- partners to the death just to kiss the princess. <laughs> that does sound like fun. Oh, it's such a good party game. And I-, I love that you relate Hades to Castle Crashers, just in the sense that it is a phenomenally made indie game. But honestly, my vote was already for hades as well um just based off of the types of games that jp likes to play and i mean i'm sure it's more or less a quick indie title that has a gripping story and you know good enough side scrolling platforming that jp just absolutely adores i think there is no other competition other than hades
2: and i feel like it's important to give credit to the other games where credit is due Obviously, Ghost of Tsushima is a great game that JP should eventually get to. And obviously, Doom Eternal is a good game. I, I, I haven't played Doom Eternal, but, it, you know, everything I've heard about it is nothing but positive things. Yeah, but it's just... so good,
1: but it's frustrating as all hell. Like, Doom Eternal is wicked hard compared to the reboot predecessor. Wow, Really? Yeah, no, it's it's kind of a rage game at this point, even just Ooh, on, like, normal set. I love rage games. Well, that's too damn bad, because oh, you're that's... playing Hades.
2: I'm not, I ain't even mad. I'm really excited. I think Hades is just, it's it stands out even in, like, the huge category of indie games. Like, it stands out too far above indie games to not be picked, whereas, like, Ghost of Tsushima and Doom Eternal... While great AAA titles, are they exceedingly better than their, like, closest competitor? I don't think so, right? I think Hades is exceedingly better than its closest competitor. And that's that's
1: just the thing, though, because even no matter what we say here, our opinions are mirrored from the Game Award votes because, like, this was the first time, I think, in history we had seen an indie-developed title compete against AAA titles on the most coveted award of the year, the game of the year. No, it didn't win, but fuck, an indie game getting nominated for the best game that was made this year? That is nothing to shake your head about.
2: Yeah, that's a solid point. And especially since Ike... I mean, it goes unsaid because, you know, I, I love the game awards. I think they're fun and it's a, it's a spectacle to watch. But it goes unsaid a lot of the time, like the games that win awards at the game awards, it's due to a lot of behind the scenes lobbying and stuff like that, that ends up being like where, you know, awards get sent to. And I knew that was the case. It's it's kind of it's kind of shady. And I mean, I'm not saying that like Last of Us 2 didn't deserve the awards it won, but it does kind of make you call into question what should have won where Uh, all things being even Hades likely could have come away with game of the year i will play hades i'm very excited before we wrap this up
0: i actually had another themed list and i wanted to tell you guys what it is and see if you can guess the theme all right all right right. (laughs) get ready for this it was the binding of isaac me xenoblade chronicles 2 Uh uh-huh and the first knights of the old republic
1: Yeah, I know the theme. I know the theme. What's the theme? The Game T Podcast.
0: Yeah, it's your it's your guys's favorite games that I'm never going to (laughs) touch. If I'm being completely
2: honest.
1: That's fair. You probably should not touch The Binding of Isaac because it is it's way too much content.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Why is it Knights of the Old Republic and not like Mass Effect 2 or The Witcher 3? And we are out of time for this episode.
0: (laughs) 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 Look, uh, nothing against Knights of the Old Republic. I picked it up on a whim, but okay. Real talk, real talk. Uh, Cue the sad music, real talk. I just got done having COVID. I have nine credit hours in grad school. I'm still doing the podcast and I'm still doing band. I need a game where I can play it in short bursts. I was terrified that you were going to pick Ghost of Tsushima.
1: (laughs) Damn. Can I change my my decision?
0: No. (laughs) No, you may not.
1: Let's get Zach on the phone. See what he has to say about (laughs) this. No,
2: no, no, (laughs) no, I feel like Zack would pick Hades, too. I mean, we just tripled down on Hades.
1: That's true. He fought tooth and nail every category that Hades was in for the Game Awards. He did. He was
0: a
2: huge advocate for Hades. Which I think says a lot about it, too, because Zach's not usually into indies. The game speaks for itself. I mean, the audience is speaking very loudly for it as well, too. It <laughs> It's an incredible game. All right, boys.
0: Well, we now have some gaming to go do. So I think it is time to end this episode. Is there any final notes? Did we learn a lot about each other? Is it about the friends we made along the
2: way?
1: <laughs> I'm happy with the game I'm going to play.
2: I'm excited to play Hades, guys. I really am. I'm still mad at Octopath Traveler. Lols! I can't wait to play Octopath Traveler. That's the game (laughs) you guys chose for me, right?
1: Lolz sure is. Get on it.
2: Can I sign out early?
0: No, No. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you all in the next episode.
1: You just got your game tea.
0: Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.